Hello and welcome into the What's Up Peoria podcast. I am your host, Nathaniel Washburn, back with a special year-end episode. And as always, I'm coming to you from the Amplify studio here in our main library in beautiful downtown Peoria. And as I said, today is a special year-end episode where I'm going to take you through some of the highlights of the shows that we had this year It was an amazing year, and I'm so grateful to all of the guests that came on, shared their stories, and became a part of this podcast. Of course, I'm always thankful to all of you that download this podcast every single week. So for those of you that listen week in and week out, you know the guests that we had on, you know the amazing stories that they told. And for those of you that may not have caught all the episodes, this is just a chance to hear some of the different highlights throughout the year that we had. And to close out the year, we're going to do that. This will be the final episode of 2023. We will be back in early January of 24. And of course, we'll have all of the same elements of the show. We'll give you uh, the different things that are going on around town, as as well as bringing in guests and different speakers to tell you stories, talk about what's going on right here in our wonderful city. As always, I want to start today's show with some of the things that are still going on, starting with Candy Cane Lane. Talked about this one before. This is happening at the Peoria Sports Complex. This is happening this weekend, the 15th and 16th. It goes from 4 to 10. And there's going to be tons of stuff out there, shopping vendors, food trucks, bounce houses, face painting, axe throwing, going to be a lot of fun. Head on out to Peoria Sports Complex for Candy Cane Lane for Friday and Saturday, again, from 4 to 10. It's going to be a blast. Help to get you in the holiday spirit. It's going to be a great time. So head on out to the Peoria Sports Complex for Candy Cane Lane. Also happening this weekend is a very special event that happens over at the Peoria Community Center, and this is the Day of Giving event. And uh, this year it's happening on Saturday, December 16th from 9 to 1 at the Peoria Community Center. They're going to have face painting, bounce houses, cookie decorating, and of course, you know the big guy is going to be stopping by. So make sure that you make your way over to the Peoria Community Center for the Day of Giving event from 9 to 1. The last thing I want to talk to you about is the 15th annual Winter Water Safety Day and Polar Plunge. This happens January 6th from 8 to 9 at Sunrise Pool. It's a free event. It's free to enter. Uh, It's an all-age event. And what this really is about is water safety. There is a disclaimer, though. The pool is not heated, so they expect the temperatures to be in the 40s. But this is a chance to jump in, take that polar plunge, swim across the pool. Uh, You get a free T-shirt, so that's always a good thing. But really, like I said, it's just a chance to promote that water safety Uh, living in Arizona it's such an important thing that we do is to promote that water safety and they do a great job over there in aquatics so kudos to them and make sure you get out to support this and support water safety extremely important so as I said still a lot going on Um, make sure you're getting out there having fun enjoying the holiday season being safe Uh, but today is all about sharing some of the highlights uh, from our show over the year. We had a great year, uh, tons of guests that were uh, city officials, city employees, small business owners came in. Everybody had great stories to tell. And I'm just going to give you some of the highlights for that. Starting with early 
January, we had Mike Elliott, who at the time was the manager of the parks, but has since been promoted to deputy director of Parks, Rec, and Community Facilities. So congratulations to Mike. But he came on the show to talk a little bit about parks and park operations. And uh, this is just a little snippet of what happens and what it takes to run the parks here in our wonderful city. What goes into the day-to-day maintenance of that? You know, uh, that's a, actually a great question, Nathaniel. Um, a, a lot of people equate the community parks to the neighborhood parks, and they're just two different levels of service. The community parks, by design, are regional. They're large. They offer a host of amenities. They have multiple fields, multi-purpose fields. Some of them have concession stands. Um, one has a recreation center. And those are intended to serve a larger group of people. Our, our neighborhood parks, um, by contrast, are actually smaller. They're intended to serve the immediate neighborhood, but there is a wealth of maintenance and work that goes into that that's uh, absolutely critical. Um, we have parks that are as small as an acre and some that are as large as 22 acres. Wow. And we're responsible for maintaining the turf, for making sure that the playgrounds are safe and accessible, for making sure that our restrooms, which a lot of cities don't have, um, are uh, accessible, that they're available, that they serve as a an amenity for the community to use. Um, we also make sure that we have our tennis courts and basketball courts, pickleball courts, which is absolutely huge right, here it's in exploding, the city. Right, exploding, right? <laughs> making sure that all of those are accessible and safe as well. We deal with park lighting. We deal with irrigation. In fact, several of our parks are flood irrigated um, uh, in the south. Um, so we just have a ton of different things that we touch. Everything you see in a park we're responsible for maintaining. And there's so many components to that. I mean, everything that you just listed, for the for the average person that walks on, you know, oh, I'm going to go play tennis or I'm going to go play basketball or pickleball, I don't know if they quite understand the level of service that it takes to keep those maintained because it's also groundskeeping, right? you got to keep it looking nice. You you don't want a park to to, to look bad in a neighborhood. And, and, and neighborhoods should should want their parks to look good. So the day-to-day operations that go with all of that are are just tremendous and I know you got a great staff that that does that. How many how many uh employees do you have out there? So we have um two dedicated crews uh spread throughout the city um just for efficiency sake, but they each have a superintendent and dedicated coordinator and then a wealth of frontline staff who go out and perform that day-to-day maintenance. So there was the new Deputy Director of Parks, Rec, and Community Facilities, Mike Elliott, talking a little bit about parks and what it takes to operate a park here in our city. Mike came on, did a great job. So thanks, uh, Mike, for coming on, and we hope to have him back very, very soon. The uh, second highlight I want to share with you comes from Blake Engler, who is our recreation manager here in the city. And Blake also oversees the sports complex and spring training. And he came on to talk a little bit about spring, spring training and the experience that happens over at the Peoria Sports Complex. What can people, when they go out to a spring training game, if they've never been out there, what can they expect out at Peoria Sports Complex? Because it's a beautiful facility and the experience is fantastic. Yeah, you know, that's a great point. Um, so, for one thing, there's a game every day. So, like, you don't really need to pick and choose um, on a limited availability. So, February 24th to March, uh, what is it, 27th this year. And there's a game every day. Most of the games are during the day. And because we do have two teams, Peoria was actually the first two-team facility. Oh, all right. Was, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It, it broke the mold nice. and uh, created the mold, I should yeah. say. Um for how most spring training uh, facilities operate. So, uh, you know, a 110 game every day, and, um, you know, we have the spring break week with the school district uh, when they get out, and so that's a great time to get out. Mm-hmm. The weekends, of course. Um, and and it's because baseball 
I mean, you know the sport, so it's, it's, it's paced, right. right? Yeah. I've always heard and I repeat and I believe in, like, like baseball is the perfect first date event <laughs> because, you know, you're just, you're just able to – it's going on. Yeah. And then you're able to casually observe. And some people find that boring, and I understand that take. But, but um, baseball is even uh, – in spring training is even another level of that because the game doesn't matter at all. Right, right. So, it's just fun, though. I mean, uh, you also have the lawn where people can just mm-hmm. go in, in the in the outfield, right? So, and they hang out, and uh, you see these pictures. They bring out their blankets, and they're just you know, they're enjoying a, a late February March day mm-hmm. where it's beautiful weather. Um, you're getting a little sun. You're having a little fun. Uh, it, it, and that's what I love about the complex is that it's got amazing seating as well. Yeah, I you know I, obviously I'm biased, but <laughs> I, I have been to every ballpark uh, in the Cactus League and most of the ones in the Florida State League, uh, the Grapefruit League rather in Florida, um, and I think ours is the best. So there you go. There was Blake talking about the experience of watching a baseball game at the Peoria Sports Complex. Blake did a great job, and we will definitely have him back as we roll into spring training in 2024 to talk more about baseball, spring training, and of course. Uh, watching baseball games over at the Peoria Sports Complex. In April, we were lucky enough to be joined by our new city manager, Henry Darwin, who came on and discussed uh, how he ended up in Peoria, his journey to get here, a little bit about, about his background. And I was so grateful for him to come on He'd only been on the job for a few months at that point, and he still said, yep, I'll come on. And he was so gracious and came on and shared his story with us and uh, with all of you. And so here's a little highlight uh, from that show where he discusses how he ended up in Peoria. Can you tell our audience a little bit about your journey? How did you end up in Peoria and and where did you where'd you come from to get here? Sure. Uh, Thank you, Nathaniel. Uh, It's great to be here. Uh, and it's great to, to share some thoughts with your listeners um, and to have an opportunity to kind of share my vision, a little bit about my background. So that's where I'll start. So um, uh, professionally, I'm a, I'm a lifelong uh, public servant. Um, I've tried uh, the private sector a couple of times in my life, and every time I've been drawn back to public service. Um, I've been in state government for most of my career, spent a little time uh, in the federal government, uh, and and I, I've since, of course, found myself here uh, in in the city of Peoria, um, uh, helping run this this beautiful city. Uh, but more specifically, uh, I've I mean, my, I'm mostly known for and spent most of my time as an environmental uh, protection uh, professional. Uh, spent about 20 years uh, wow. working for the Arizona Department of Environmental Quality. Started off in that agency as a staff-level enforcement officer, enforced water quality standards at the beginning oh. of my career. Uh, and then over the course of about 20 years, I made my way up to ultimately being the director. Um, I was the director for ADEQ, as it's called, uh, for five years. Uh, I was the only director to have worked in every major program in the agency. Wow. Uh, and so I'm very proud of... Um, uh, that part of my career, and uh, when I was the director of Arizona DEQ, uh, I had you know inherited the agency at the height of the recession. Oh, uh, okay. My agency had had, had shrunk in size, and um, uh, because the legislature asked us to shrink in size, um, they're asking all agencies to do their part in mm-hmm. getting us through, getting the state through the recession. Uh, and it was there that I I developed a passion for operations. I developed an, a passion for you know 
achieving as much as an agency government can uh, with as little resources as possible. <laughs> uh, it's not something that we, we, we set out to do, but out of necessity, at times we find ourselves as leaders, you know, doing our best with an unfortunate situation. Sure. Uh, and so that's basically w- what I did is uh, try to uh, create an, a situation where uh, my agency's a very important mission could be carried out under some pretty dire economic circumstances. And um, and I, I felt we were very successful at doing that. And in fact, uh, the newly elected governor, Governor Ducey, uh, saw mm-hmm. what I was uh, doing at, at ADEQ uh, and uh, asked if, if I'd be willing to do the same thing for the entire state. So there was our new city manager, Henry Darwin, talking about his journey to Peoria and uh, how he ended up here. He came on, he did a great job, and he actually came back and joined us for our one-year anniversary in September. And I do have some highlights from that show coming up in just a bit here. As we rolled into June, I was lucky enough to do a public safety series and it was two episodes and thanks to the help of my director Mary Lou Stevens I was able to get fire chief Gary Bernard on as well as police chief Art Miller and I started out with uh, fire chief Bernard and he came on and talked a little bit about his rise through the ranks uh, to become fire chief and he also talked about the fire charities the Peoria fire charities that uh, happen here and all the good work that they do in Peoria and he shared some really moving stories and here's one in particular uh, that he shared with us that was a just a wonderful story. So all the money that we're putting in just went started going to the charities. So and it is it's just ingrained in the culture. It's ingrained in the culture of of what you all do because you do it so much. And the the charities that the the Peoria Fire does, I know it's it's huge. But it's I, I, what I love about it is that it's like you like you said when you were you know even when you were younger in the academy, it, it's a part of what you do, yeah. and that is building that culture. And 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 as chief you've kept that going it's a big part i know of what you believe and what you want for this this peoria community and i think it's amazing oh absolutely and that uh, fill the boot with books program is phenomenal i remember back being a captain and going to school and reading yeah. the kids are just so excited to see the fire truck and and uh, to meet with them and i was at the graduation which they do up at the park up there up thunderbird yeah and uh all the kids were there and the guy who's running at one of the firefighters one of the moms came up to the girl who read the most books and got like a hundred dollar gift card. Yeah. She came up and said, "I'm just so happy for this program." And uh, she goes, "My my daughter has dyslexia, oh. and we we're trying to get her to read." And this program, she just took off with it. And she read a whole bunch of stuff, and so the firefighter's running it. And he starts crying, and of course I would, yeah, right? I'm cry right now. The Jeez. wind, the wind was blowing a little bit. I got some dust in my <laughs> eye, and, and my eyes started leaking. Sure. And uh, yeah, it, just every time I tell the story, I get it. Uh, it's very emotional. I was like, man, that's pretty cool, but awesome program. So there was Chief Bernard talking a little bit about the charities uh, and all the good work that Peoria Fire does, and then obviously a moving story uh, about uh, things that he is, he's been around and been a part of. So my thanks to Chief Bernard for coming on, did a great job, and of course we want to have him back here in the future. The uh, next week, I was lucky enough to have our police chief come in. Uh, he was uh, Art Miller, who has since retired. Um, we wish him well in his retirement. But Chief Miller came in and shared a little bit about, obviously, public safety and the work that, that um, Peoria PD is doing. 
Uh, in particular, he talked about some of the things that he's really, really proud of. And uh, here is a little clip of some of the things that he is really proud of when it comes to what Peoria PD has done, what they've accomplished, and where they're going. Uh, one of the things that um, we did, we were participating in, and that is a a regional police academy. It's the first time ever we had our first class. Uh, that Well, we graduated in March, I believe. Okay. It's first time ever. And again, that is a regional academy where we, we take in uh, recruits from all over all over the valley. We have another one starting up in September. And uh, it's, it's something that all of our, when I talked about cooperation amongst the valley departments, that's something that we all got together on and agreed on doing. Because quite frankly, we were at the, um, at the, mercy of the uh, Maricopa County Sheriff's Academy, which okay. were very gracious in, in having us uh, participate in their academies. But eventually, you know, we, we could only ride that train so long. Right, and sure. We, we had to do something. We came up with this idea, and uh, I want to give credit to uh, Deputy Chief Marcel Spalding, who kind of came up with the idea and kind of spearheaded it, and he kind of took the lead on it, worked with Post, worked with the other uh, other agencies, and um, I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of the fact that that is something that... Uh, we, while we worked together on it, as far as uh, law enforcement agencies throughout the valley, uh, it was kind of pushed along by uh, by Deputy Chief Marcel Spalding. So there's Chief Miller talking a little bit about the things that he's really proud of here in Peoria and uh, some of the things that happened uh, while he was police chief. And, of course, we wish him the best in retirement. And hopefully we'll get the new police chief, Thomas Entreri on uh, at some point in 2024 uh, to talk about his vision for Peoria PD. As we moved into the fall and specifically into September, we were really excited to celebrate our one year anniversary here on What's Up Peoria. And to do that, we did a live show right here in the library on the second level, and uh, it was so much fun. We brought in a mariachi band. Uh, we talked about um, you know the, the 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 year that we had had the first year uh, having this show, and then of course we were joined by our city manager Henry Darwin again. He came on to talk about you know what was happening what was going on since he had been on last and here's a little clip uh where he talks about living in peoria some of the things that he and the mayor and council are working on to make peoria even a better place to live uh, you know it, it, it's going uh, amazingly well uh and you know the the public isn't necessarily seeing uh the fruits of our labor quite yet uh, but but maybe we could think about uh, the work that we're doing uh, here at the city in a slightly different way. You know, we talk about priorities, and people often wonder or ask, "What do those pro- those priorities really mean to the to the citizens?" So, and maybe a different way of thinking about it is that we really want Peoria to be the best place in Arizona, if not the country, to live, work, play, shop, and dine. Uh, and the fact of it is, is that uh, Peoria is a great, currently a great place to live. Um, we have, you know, wonderful communities. We have a diversity of communities. We have master plan communities. We really have, you know, if you, if, if you want a, a place to live, uh, you, you couldn't pick a better place uh, uh, than Peoria. Agreed. And, and we have great places to play. We, ha- we have, you know, our, our wonderful community parks, whether it be P- Pioneer Park or Paloma Park. Um, or Rio Vista, or of course Lake Pleasant. We had yeah, these amazing right. <laughs> opportunities for play uh, in the city. But what we're lacking currently, and what I'm really focused on, are opportunities to work. The fact of the matter is, is that, that we have too many of our residents that are commuting outside of Peoria uh, for their yeah. employment. 
And what we'd like to do is we'd like to create an option for uh, our residents to to work in the community in which they live. Uh, so when we talk about economic development, for example, that's really what we're focusing on is creating opportunities for our community to live. I'm sorry, work where they live. Right. Uh, and also to shop and to dine. Right. And another thing I hear and, and experience myself being a new resident of Peoria is that our options, uh, we have great options currently, but we need more options. Sure. We need no, more opportunities to, to dine and to shop. And, and that's really been our focus over the past nine months. And it'll be our, our focus um, for the upcoming uh, months and, and maybe even years is to create those options, those opportunities uh, for those who have chosen to live in Peoria because of the great amenities we have, you know, and opportunities to, to, to play, as I've said. Right. Uh, but we really need to work better and, and, and provide more opportunities for working in Peoria. So there was our city manager, Henry Darwin, talking about how he, the mayor, and our council are making Peoria the best place to live. And uh, it was a great episode. It was live. It was a lot of fun. We had an alarm going off during it. You never know what's going to happen when you do a live show. But it was a a great time. And Mr. Darwin was gracious with his time, came in, and uh, it was just so much fun. So always great when we have him on. And I'm sure 2024 will bring Mr. Darwin back into the studio to share more about what's happening right here in our city. So that wraps up the highlights uh, for the year. Obviously, I couldn't get to all the highlights. There were so many guests that we had on that were great. So if you haven't had a chance, please go back and listen to some of the podcasts. They're they're about all about a half an hour. And there's so many great guests that we had on. And I want to thank all of the guests for coming on and making this uh, year, 2023, a special year. And I am so grateful and I'm humbled to be doing this. So with that, I'm going to wrap it up and say, uh, you know, happy holidays to everybody. Hope that you all have a wonderful holiday season and, of course, safe and happy new year. Until 2024, this is What's Up Peoria.